Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience. If you're joining us, this is episode number 39. And today, episode 39, will be another State of Decay episode because it is Saturday and we always do our State of Decay episodes on Saturdays. But today's episode, I will be doing solo again, so we don't have a guest this time. But it's a very jam-packed episode where I'm going to be going over a lot of skills and analyzing those. So today we are actually analyzing all of the Red Talon fist skills. So with the D-Break DLC, they released 10 new Red Talon fist skills. I'm sure a lot of you know a lot of them already. You know, hacking is a favorite of a lot of people. There's logistics, infrastructure, different ones like that. We're going to go over all 10 of those Red Talon skills. And we're going to break them down, you know, to say what's good about them, which ones might be a little bit on the weaker side. And after we talk about them, we're going to rank all 10 of them. And we will have a definitive list from 1 to 10 on which ones are best and which ones that, you know, you might want to avoid a little bit more than the other Red Talon people. But before we do that, as always, just a couple notes at the top of the podcast. Our next stream is going to be Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And just a quick note on that, I may in the near future be changing the day that I stream on. It might end up being like Wednesdays or something instead um, going forward, but that won't be changing next week just yet. So next week, you can still kind of be streaming on Tuesday, but I'm going to be looking at changing that to um, a Wednesday stream potentially in the future, just because um, Wednesdays might be easier for me to do with my schedule, so... We're going to see how it goes, but I will let everyone know if I do end up changing that. But for now, just, you know, plan on Tuesdays. We'll still be the same time. And then beyond that, our next podcast is going to be on Wednesday. And we're actually going to have a podcast on Forza Horizon 4. Now, I'm not a huge racing game person myself, but I do have a guest plan for that. And my guest is sort of an expert on racing games. You know, they've played a lot of racing games and they really enjoy them. So hopefully they can shed some light from their perspective. And then we'll also have my perspective, which is someone that, you know, isn't as used to racing games. I can't promise that there's going to be more than one episode of that podcast, but I'm at least going to do that one podcast in Forza Horizon 4. And if there's some great feedback about it, then I might end up doing a second one as well. But uh, for right now, you know, that, that could be the only episode on Forza Horizon, so if you are into that game at all, I would definitely check out that episode and let me know that you are into that so I can possibly do a second one. And then last but certainly not least, I will announce that our Decay Fest State of Decay event that did happen last month, well, we are working on a new one. Myself and Mr. Dart are organizing a brand new event, and... I can't say all the details about it just yet, but just know that before the month is over, there will be a second event, and it's going to be a great community event, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. So stay tuned either on my Discord or on future episodes of the podcast, and I will be announcing news about that very soon. Maybe as soon as next week, I will um, have all the full details for you. But, you know, just stay tuned, and hopefully next week I can announce everything. But as I said, this episode is going to be all about the Red Talon Fist skills. You know, overall, I think Jeffrey Card, who is the Undead Lab senior designer, I think he did a great job on these skills. And 
I really like the variety that is included in them. Um, obviously, you know, some of the skills I think are a little bit lesser. So some of the skills I think um, don't stack up as well against the other skills. But we'll kind of go through those as we get to them. But like I said, we're just going to, you know, start going through all the skills. We're going to talk about what they have. Um, potentially some improvements that could be made to those skills. And then at the end, we're going to rank them. So let's just dive right into it. So our first red talent skill is infrastructure. Now, infrastructure is one that has knowledge utilities and it has plus one field per day. So for those that need a refresher on utilities, what that will give you is it will unlock hydroponics and also it will boost power and water duration. So basically, when you break it down like that, what this skill is going to do for you is infrastructure will let you build a hydroponics and it'll give you one field a day. So in the grand scheme of things, this is definitely one of the ones that's very weak compared to the other ones. I think what could have been done to maybe make this skill a little bit more fair, a little bit, you know, more umph to it, like the other skills, is if the upgraded version of utilities, you know, the specialized version of utilities was included instead. So instead of knowledge of utilities, if they had knowledge of plumbing, for example, then at least you would get, you know, plus 20 stamina with that. So you would get hydroponics unlocked, you get 20 stamina, and then you would also get plus one fuel a day. Or even if they put electrical on here, if they had knowledge of electrical, that would give you 20 parts along with the fuel a day too. So I think that's what needed to happen with this skill just to make it a little bit more balanced because right now it's basically just allowing you to build one building and giving you fuel. And to me, I mean... You're almost better off to have an outpost that just gives you a field than this because you can have a lot of characters that have utilities and then they can upgrade their specialization. In this case, you can't upgrade that specialization, so you can't take this utilities and then get a specialization for it. If you have a normal character that has utilities, then you can specialize it. So in my eyes, you're better off to just take a normal character, get them utilities and specialize that and then get a field outpost. So for me, personally, unless you're going for a full red talent community, infrastructure really isn't one of the ones you want. But moving on to our next skill, we have foraging. So what foraging is going to do for you is it will give you knowledge of gardening, and it's also going to give you plus one food per day. So foraging is another one of the ones that's like infrastructure, and it's not as strong as it could be. For anyone that needs a refresher on gardening, basically what gardening will do is it allows improvement of yields and the growing of meds at gardens and farms. And you can also improve it at gardens and farms. So essentially what you're getting with foraging, if you break it down, is you're getting your one food a day and then you're getting the ability to grow meds at gardens and farms and also improve the yields of them. But let's take a step back for a second you don't really need those things as much because if you just have a hydroponics with a compost bin, then that alone is going to get you more than the yields get you because it's going to double what you have. So you can just build a hydroponics, throw a compost bin in there, and you're a lot better off than using your gardens and farms. Now, if you're trying to grow meds, then it has a little bit of benefit there, but you're honestly just better off to get meds outposts. I mean, this skill doesn't do a lot for you and the plus one food per day there's a lot of people that have hero bonuses that give you food a day too or you could obviously get an outpost as well so there's just so many ways around this to get all the things that foraging gives you you can get them a lot easier and 
in a lot better quantities in a lot of cases. So to me personally, foraging is not really worth your time unless you're going for a full red talent community. Which granted, I will say this, these red talent soldiers, you know, these red talent recruits that you're getting, they're very, very good. And based on their other skills that they have, these skills wrap all the normal skills into one skill. So it'll take like all the cardio skills and wrap them together. It'll take all the shooting skills and wrap them together. So that alone makes these red talent recruits worth keeping. So I'm not trying to say these red talent recruits aren't worth keeping. I'm just saying that the ones that come with the fifth skill of foraging, those are less worth your time than red talent soldiers that come with other skills. Because there's other skills that they come with that will be a lot more useful to you. Now, if you decide to keep one that has foraging, it's not like they're not going to be useful to you. They'll still be very useful to you, and they'll still do a lot better in combat and shooting and basically every facet of the game than a normal character will do. But the problem is their fifth skill in this case, if they have foraging, it's almost wasted because your normal characters can get you a lot better stuff than foraging can get you. So I think foraging kind of missed the mark a little bit. And I think it could be improved. And kind of like infrastructure, I think this could have been improved by just using a specialized version of gardening. So if they put knowledge of agriculture or knowledge of herbalism on here instead, this would at least improve the fifth skill more and it would make foraging a little bit more viable. Because agriculture is going to give it an extra one food and herbalism is going to give you an extra one meds. So at least say they put agriculture on here. You're going to get one food per day. And then you're going to get knowledge of agriculture, which is also going to give you one food. So basically, in that case, you're going to be getting two food a day. So essentially, if this was what happened, foraging would be another version of fishing. So basically, you would just get you would get the ability to grow meds at gardens and farms, and then you get plus two food a day. So it, pretty much it would be almost identical to fishing, which is a small bonus. And if they put herbalism on instead... Then you get one food a day and one meds a day, which that would actually be an interesting combo in itself. You can get two total of either one, but getting one of each is actually going to be very beneficial to your community because that's going to save you an outpost later on. So personally, I think the best option that Undead Labs could have done for this one is putting knowledge of herbalism on this because that's going to give you one food and one meds a day. And it's not like it still wouldn't be the best fifth skill for Red Talon, but if they put herbalism on here instead of gardening, it would at least make it so this is a more worthy skill to have. So hopefully, you know, at some point there's an update and, you know, this one uh, infrastructure and maybe some of the other ones get balanced a little better because I think some of these could be balanced a little bit better just to give them a little bit more, you know, pack up more punch. because. Infrastructure and foraging are definitely lacking some of the punch that the other ones have. Next up, we have Jeffrey's favorite, gut packing, which this one will give you knowledge of cooking, and it also gives you minus 20% food consumed overall. And be warned, this does have a max of minus 75%, which means that you can stack this over and over again, but it maxes out at minus 75%. So basically, if you had three red talent characters that had gut packing on them, then you would get minus 60% food consumed overall. 
So that's what I mean by it maxes out at 75%. So if you kept getting more and more red talent people that had gut packing, then eventually it would max out. And cooking, for a refresher on cooking, this will unlock kitchen level 2 and it allows the preparation of feast. So this is one that at first glance, it looks like it's amazing. And, you know, minus 20% food consumed overall. This is something that is very uncommon in the game that... I could be misremembering something, but to my knowledge at the top of my head, this is the only way in the game you can get minus food consumed overall besides like a hero bonus on a character. I think some of the characters have hero bonuses, but besides a hero bonus or the gut packing skill, I think those are the only ways you can get, you know, minus food consumed, which reducing the amount of food your community consumes, that is a great thing for sure. Because that means you're going to have to use less outposts for food. You're going to have to use less hydroponics to make food or less, you know, farmers to make food or however you're getting food. It's basically going to reduce the constraints on you and it'll make things a little bit easier for you to manage your community. So sounds awesome, right? Which that's what I thought at first, too. And honestly, just looking at it that way on the surface level, on the surface level, gut packing seems amazing. However, if you dig a little bit deeper and you, you know, kind of do the math on it, gut packing is actually one of the weaker skills. And here's why. You know, you already have the cooking skill. The cooking isn't going to do much for you because allowing preparation of feast, if you're already managing your community well, then you don't really need the feast. And unlocking the kitchen too, the kitchen too is nice, but again, it's not something you're going to need a ton per se. If they put knowledge of nutrition on here, the knowledge of nutrition would actually be a lot more viable because knowledge of nutrition is going to give you more bonuses and it'll allow you to make nutritious snacks, which nutritious snacks are really useful as well. Plus, it's going to give you um, 10 health and 10 stamina. So that's the first thing, you know, knowledge of nutrition or the other cooking skill would have been a lot more beneficial here. Now, the second part of this is the actual minus 20% food consumed overall, this isn't as good as you think because let's break it down for a second. Say you have a community of 10 people. Okay, so 10 people are consuming one food each per day, right? So that means you're consuming 10 food per day. So if you have this skill on you, then 10 people per day are eating 10 food per day. So minus 20% food consumed overall, what that's going to do is take away one-fifth of that, which one-fifth of that would be two. So you're taking away two food a day that you need. Basically, it's going to do is take the 10 food you need per day for a community of 10 people. It's going to reduce that down to eight. So if you look at it that way, it's really not that great because the smaller your community gets, the less effective that becomes. So you have to have a community of 10 people or more for this to be a decent skill. Or at least an okay skill because essentially what's happening is it's giving you two food a day. I mean, it's technically taking away two food that you need per day, but it's just easier to look at it in the sense that, okay, this is giving me two food a day to feed my community of 10 people. So basically, this is just fishing with the ability to make a kitchen level two. And if you really break it down, that's all gut packing ends up doing for you is it's the fishing skill with the ability to make an upgraded kitchen. So it does bum me out to, you know, 
break it down like this and see this, but that that's kind of what it breaks down to. Because say you had a community of four people or six people, whatever you have. You know, let's just take the four people. Well, four people are consuming four food a day. Minus 20% of that, that's going to be less than one. Because it would have to be 25% to just be one food. So that means with a community of four people, then what this is doing for you is it's giving you less than one food a day. And if you have a small community like that, this skill is actually almost detrimental to you because really it's giving you less than an outpost would even give you. If you have a community of four people, you're getting less than one food per day with this and an outpost will give you a full food per day. So basically the smaller your community gets, the worse the skill becomes. And the only way this skill becomes, you know, somewhat useful is if you have a community of 10 people or more. So even if you have a community of nine people, a community of nine people is going to net you less than two food. And basically at that point, you're better off to just use fishing. So unless you have a really big community, this skill is not worth your time, which it does pay me to say this because I loved the concept when I first saw it. And I thought, oh, wow, 20% food consumed overall. You know, that's amazing to have that. That's like such a cool concept. And I know Jeffrey likes this one a lot, so it does bum me out even more to say this, but it's not useful to you as a player. Now, the one caveat to this is it does max out at 75%, so if you did have more than one red talent person with gut packing, then it does become a little bit more viable. Say you had three of these people, then that's minus 60% food consumed. Say you had two, that's minus 40% food consumed. So, you know, it does get a little bit more viable the more you have of these people, but by itself, gut packing is not a good skill. Just because with large communities it does do well, it, it can, you know, have some benefit to it. It's not completely useless, but I love it in concept. Just in practice, it, it doesn't work out as well in practice, but in concept, the concept of gut packing is an amazing concept. Just in practice, it, it doesn't do as well as you think it would. I think if they would have made knowledge of nutrition on here and then also increase the uh, percentage of food consumed, you know, going down further, then it, it would still be a lot more viable. Like, say, for example, my version of gut packing that I would do to balance it better is I would give gut packing knowledge of nutrition. And then also, in addition to that, I would give it minus. 33% food consumed overall. And then you could still have a max of 75%, but it would just max out at like basically two red talent soldiers instead of more than that. Because at minus 33% food consumed overall, then at least with a community of 10 people, you're going to be getting more than two foods. So basically what it's going to do is it's going to make this skill a little bit better than fishing at least, which if it's a red talent skill like this, you kind of want it to be better than fishing. So it's also going to make it where the smaller communities can still benefit somewhat from this. Because, for example, if you had a community of four people and this was minus 33% overall, then what it's going to do is, at least with a community of four people, you're going to get more than one food per day. So that still makes this better than having an outpost. And I think 33% is the magic number here because at 33%, any way you slice it, it's still going to be a little bit better than some of the other options you have. 
as it stands right now, you know, with a small community, you're better to have an outpost. With a large community, you're almost better to have fishing. So, and that's not really what you want with a red talent skill. You don't want, you know, the options that were already in the game to be better than it. So that's why if they literally just changed it to minus 33% food consumed, then I think that changes the entire ballgame. Because then even at your smaller communities, it, it's still going to produce better than the other options. You know, your four people that are in your community, if you have a four-person community, that's still going to be over one food a day. So even if it's, you know, minute, it's not going to be a lot over one food a day. It's still better than having a food outpost. And that's what you want is for the player to have more benefit. So, and then as it goes up, of course, you know, if you get to 10, 10 people in your community, 11, 12, then it has even more benefit to you. But as it stands right now, the only benefit you can get from this is having a community of 10, 11, or 12 people. If you have any less than 10 in your community, then gut packing is not worth your time. And that's kind of unfortunate. So, you know, Undead Labs, I, I hope in the future you can do a balance pass with some of these skills. And if you just change this to 33%, it's going to change this skill around so much. So I would definitely recommend changing this to 33% because at minus 20%, it doesn't do the skill justice. And I get the thought process probably, you know, Undead Labs probably thought that 20% going higher than that would be a little bit too unbalanced in the other direction. They probably thought it'd be a little bit too powerful, but it actually ends up being just right at 33%. So I hope that's what they change it to in the future. But next up, we have fortifications. So fortifications will give you knowledge of craftsmanship, knowledge of construction and plus one materials per day so just a refresher on craftsmanship this will unlock the forge and a barracks level two it'll also allow for the crafting of weapons and knowledge of constructions what this is going to do for you is it's a specialization of craftsmanship and it will unlock the heavy duty storage and it'll allow for the crafting of storage facility mod in addition to that it also will give you plus one labor and you can make materials and parts so this skill is definitely better than some of the other ones we talked about before because you're going to get, you know, extra material, which is kind of, just, you know, icing thrown on the cake. And then you're going to get construction, which construction is a pretty useful skill because that heavy duty storage, that's really nice to have, you know, as an upgraded level storage to to increase your storage materials. And basically this is, you know, pumping you one materials per day while also allowing you to have more material storage. So it, it kind of works very well together. And then unlocking the barracks level two, you know, that, that's always good too, because some of the bases you need a big barracks to be able to figure out your sleeping situation properly. So the barracks is definitely helpful for that sometimes. So it's nice that this gives you that option. The one comment I make with this though, maybe I'm missing something, but it seems to me like redundant to have knowledge of craftsmanship and knowledge of construction on here, because knowledge of construction is a specialization of craftsmanship. So if it has knowledge of construction, wouldn't that automatically have all the stuff that craftsmanship owns? So it, it just seems redundant to me that knowledge of craftsmanship is even on there. But I mean, it's nothing to really complain about because either way, as far as I know, you're still getting the bonuses. So, you know, having it on there or not having it on there, you still should be getting the bonuses. What they might have done is they might have just had it on there 
just to make it more abundantly clear to the players that you do have craftsmanship available to you. So maybe that's why it's on there, just to be more abundantly clear that it's there. But I mean, there's not a lot left to say about fortifications. You know, it's it's one of those more middle of the road ones, I say, you know, it offers some nice bonuses to you and it's worthy of a red talent skill, I would say. It's just not, you know, top of the line. So next up, we have demolitions. So demolitions will give you plus one max consumable stack. It'll give you knowledge of munitions and then also knowledge of electronics. So to me, Demolitions is one of your top tier ones. Demolitions is very useful to have. Plus one max consumable stack. A couple other skills coming after this one have that as well. And to me, that plus one max consumable stack, that is something very useful to you. And in my personal taste, that is almost more useful than anything else you can get. Because having that extra max consumable stack, that means you're carrying more bandages. That means you're carrying more snacks. You know, you're carrying more of this, more of that. It's just very useful to have that in your possession because then you can carry more of things and it leads you getting into less trouble. You know, having knowledge of munitions, having knowledge of electronics, those are very nice for sure. And I'll get into those. But having knowledge of munitions, that's not going to do anything for you if you're, you know, surrounded by a horde of zombies. Having that extra max consumable stack, that will do something for you because in that case, you know, you could take extra painkillers, you can take extra bandages, you can have extra supplies on you to deal with tough situations. So instead of having three bandages, you could have four. And if you pair this with the right skills, which the other skills are already built into the red talent person anyways, you're actually going to have five. So because the other skills are already being built into the Red Talon people automatically, having this on them as well, that means you're going to have five bandages to carry. You're going to have five painkillers to carry. You're going to have five snacks to carry. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but having five snacks over three or having five bandages over three, that is such a huge advantage to you because any situation you get in, you already know you're covered more. You're already having more things on you, and it's going to be perfect for you. The main thing you want is those extra bandages, those extra painkillers, those extra things that are going to help you survive, and this will give that to you. So that's why any skill with a plus one max consumable stack, I'm going to tell you in advance, those skills are going to be rated higher for me because those skills are very important to have. So just based on that one thing alone, those skills are going to be rated a little bit higher for me. But back to the other parts of demolitions, what knowledge of munitions will do for you is it's the specialization of chemistry. So it's going to unlock your fire safe storage. It'll allow crafting of thermite, C4, and improved ammunition. It'll give you plus three max ammo storage. And it'll also unlock the still and improved crafting of incendiaries and recovery items. So that and alone, that's a lot. And probably the best part of this is it'll unlock your fire safe storage. And it'll give you plus three max ammo storage. So those are probably the highlights of all that. But I mean, this is one of the better, you know, fifth skills to have as munitions. Then on top of that, it also gives you electronics. This is a specialization of computers and it'll unlock solar generators. It'll allow crafting a C4 and it'll also give you plus 25% parts salvage from weapons. 
And in addition to that, you also have your unlocked Command Center 3. You unlock spy drones. And overall, it's just going to help you a lot. I mean, plus 25% parse salvage from weapons, that's great in itself because if you have a lot of weapons you're not using, you can just salvage all those and get 25% more rewards from it. So that's really nice too. The solar generators, that's not, you know, something too much to be concerned with if you already have power. But if you don't have um, computers already, this will allow you to get your command center level 3. So that's nice too. So I'd say munitions is more important, but throwing electronics in there too, I mean, why not? Like, that makes it even better. So this skill is honestly one of the better ones because it has so much available to you that other red talent skills don't have, you know, the same quantity this one has. And it really makes sense with the, you know, demolitions theme. I mean, this skill definitely does seem to have the stuff to fit the name of it. So you're going to get your max consumable stack. You're going to get munitions, which will allow you to get your fire safe storage and extra ammo storage. And then you're going to get electronics, which will give you more parts from weapons. So those are kind of the highlights of the skill. And all those highlights, I mean, that makes a very nice package in the skill. So this is one of the skills that if you see this, definitely don't exile this person because demolitions is a great skill and it's one you want to keep. But moving on, next up we have combat medicine. So combat medicine also has that plus one max zoomable stack. It's got knowledge of medicine and knowledge of surgery. So knowledge of medicine for refresher. This is going to unlock your infirmary three. It allows for crafting of first aid kits and offers health boost actions at infirmaries. In addition to that, it'll also give you plus one call for help on radio. And then surgery, this is a specialization of medicine, which again, it seems redundant that they put, you know, knowledge of medicine in there, but it might have just been to make it clear for players that, you know, both were there. But surgery will unlock your injury recovery actions at infirmaries. And also, more importantly, it's going to give you plus 20 max health. So having that plus one max assumable stack with the plus 20 max health, that alone sells this skill for me. And to me, combat medicine is definitely one you want to keep because it just helps a lot to have a character with the plus 20 max health, the max consumable stack to go scavenging with. And also, I mean, having the knowledge of medicine, that'll allow you to craft for a say kits. And being able to craft for a say kits, that's actually really beneficial to you. I mean, you can get by without first aid kits, but... When you have a lot of injuries on someone, it, it's going to make a difference to actually have the ability to make first aid kits yourself. So overall, you know, combat medicine, it, it's a little bit more metal tier, but I would say it's, you know, kind of middle of the upper echelon. I mean, it, it's definitely got some punch to it. It's a skill that is definitely worth your time. It's worth having. Just it doesn't have anything, you know, glaringly jumping out of it that says, oh, wow, this skill is perfect. Like, it doesn't have anything that says that, but at the same time, it's a skill that I would want on my team. And I actually already have this skill on one of my red talents, and I'm definitely keeping that red talent person. So, this is definitely a good skill to have. Alright, next up, we actually have one of our heavy hitting skills. We have hacking. Now, hacking is one that a lot of people have been trying to get, and we'll get into why in a second. But what hacking will do for you is it'll give you knowledge of computers. It'll give you knowledge of programming, and the reason why everyone wants hacking is it's going to give you plus one outpost limit at command centers, and that's a max of one. So that alone is huge, and basically it makes it so if you want seven outposts in the game, 
you have to have hacking. That's the only way to get it. So that alone is, you know, puts hacking so far above other things because the ability to have seven outposts, that just makes, you know, things so interesting and it really opens up the possibilities for you in the game. So hacking is definitely a skill you absolutely want. But quickly going over the other things it offers, knowledge of computers, what that will do is unlock your command center three. It'll allow you to use spy drones and knowledge of programming. That's the specialization of computers, which again, you know, like the other ones that I mentioned before, it seems a little bit redundant to have that in there, but I've already, you know, told you what my guesses were, why they have it in there. But it allows for the use of assault drones. It allows crafting remote box mines. And it also gives you a minus 15% radio cooldown, which it doesn't seem like a lot, but that minus 15% radio cooldown, that's actually very useful. You know, especially if you're using the um, fine play card feature or using like a fine rucksack feature. If you're using some of these features of your radio that are, you know, really useful to you, then having that minus 15% radio cooldown really helps. In addition, if you're using prestige to buy things, you know, if you're trying to call the prestige trader or you're trying to recruit a red talent person, this minus 15% radio cooldown, to my knowledge, that should still apply to that too. So instead of waiting 90 minutes, you're going to wait 15% less than 90 minutes. So this should apply to that as far as I know. I don't see why they wouldn't make it apply to that. So I haven't done the math officially, but instead of 90 minutes, it might be, you know, 80 minutes or whatever it ends up being. So it'll at least save you some time. But honestly, hacking, I mean, there's not a ton to say about it. And that's not because it's not good. It's actually quite the opposite. There's not a ton to say about hacking just because everyone already knows how good it is. I mean, anyone who's experienced at the game knows how important having a seventh outpost would be. A seventh outpost just changes so many options for you in the game. So there's not a lot for me to say about hacking just because it's a little bit self-explanatory why it's so amazing. I mean, having those outposts available to you, those are basically free resources of any type. You can put, I want three ammo outposts. I want two food outposts. I want one field outpost. I want an outpost that has beds. It just op opens up so many options for you to control the base the way you want. And having seven of those outposts, that's just ridiculous. So ridiculous in a good way, though. So hacking is amazing, and you know the extra fifteen percent radio cooldown. That's honestly nothing to you know balk at either. I mean, that's something that's going to be very useful to you as well. So overall, hacking is going to be very good for you. All right, we only have three left to go. One of those is going to be mobile operations. Now, mobile operations. What this will do for you is it'll give you plus fifty percent fuel efficiency. It'll give you knowledge of mechanics, knowledge of auto mechanics and plus one field per day. So basically this is your red talent skill that's you know all focus on driving and maintaining your field. That's basically what this one's focused on. So a couple of refreshers, what knowledge mechanics will do for you. It'll unlock your workshop level three. It allows the crafting of toolboxes and box mines, which toolboxes are very useful as we all know, because that's how you repair your cars. So repairing your cars is very important. So it's really nice that they have this mechanics included in here. And knowledge of auto mechanics as a refresher. That's a specialization of mechanics. It unlocks the auto shop. It allows the crafting of vehicle upgrade kits at the auto shop when you build it. And it also allows you to craft quick repair toolkits at workshop level threes. 
In addition to all that, it actually also gives you plus 25% fuel efficiency and plus 50% vehicle loudness reduction. So to my knowledge, that plus 25% fuel efficiency, I think that stacks with the 50 you already get from this. Because at the top of the skill, one of the things that it comes with is plus 50% fuel efficiency. So if that actually stacks with it, then mobile operations gives you the best fuel efficiency of anything. Because if this stacks like I think it does, that gives you plus 75% fuel efficiency. And that's crazy. I mean, that means you can basically drive your car for days and not run out of gas. I mean, not literally, of course, but it's close enough to that. And that's awesome. And then on top of all that, it gives you plus one fuel a day just to give you back some of the fuel you're going to be spending. So mobile operations is honestly very underrated, I think. But I think it's, you know, an amazing skill. Like all the stuff it does for you to conserve your fuel and actually give you some fuel back at the same time. That's huge because you're always needing the fuel to get somewhere. And even at your base, I mean, there's some things in your base you need fuel for as well sometimes. And then on top of that, being able to build the auto shop and actually upgrade your cars with that, that's huge too. So this gives you access to build the auto up shop. So it gives you access to build the auto shop and then upgrade your cars. So basically this not only, you know, takes care of your fuel efficiency to the best of anything else, it not only gives you an extra fuel a day, it also allows you to get your upgraded cars because through that auto shop, you can get your upgraded cars. So overall, mobile operations is exactly what you'd hope it to be. It's very centered around driving and vehicles, and it really does hits the mark on making it very valuable. Because basically anything you want to do with a car, mobile operations makes that better for you. So yeah, mobile operations for me is one of the top ones for sure. But next up, we have logistics. And logistics has a soft spot for me just because... I'm someone who really enjoys logistics, and I like thinking in that way. I like thinking in a logistical manner where I can actually plot things out and try to be as efficient as possible. And so for me, logistics has kind of a special place for me just because out of all these skills, it's the one that I would most, you know, be looking to have in the zombie apocalypse. Like if the zombie apocalypse actually happened, Logistics is a skill that I would take pride in actually being able to do. And that's something that I would take pride in, you know, oh, this is how I can contribute. I, you know, I'm very good at logistics. So that's something I could take pride in contributing. And that's kind of why it has a soft spot for me, because this is a skill that I feel that I could utilize myself. That being said, even though it has a soft spot for me, I have to rate things objectively and while I think logistics is a great skill in its own right, it's not, you know, top tier. Like, I, I can't rank logistics number one because, quite honestly, logistics isn't number one. But it's also not a bad skill either. It's kind of one of those more middle of the ropes ones. So, logistics, it has the plus one max consumable stack, which I love. And that alone, you know, keeps it from being lower because that is a great part of the skill. It also has knowledge of craftsmanship. And it gives you plus 25 parts per day. So the plus 25 parts per day, that's really handy because there's not a lot of things in game that give you parts per day. Like if you listen to the last Undead last stream, I actually asked on the stream why there weren't more outposts that give you parts per day. And they kind of alluded to those are supposed to be really rare. And 
I think Brant even joked, you know, oh, there's outposts that give you parts per day. What do you mean? So I, I think it's something that's supposed to be, you know, maybe more on the down low. It's not supposed to be like advertised that there are those there. But I mean, it's not like there's a lot of them. There's They're pretty rare to find one that has, you know, parts per day. But with logistics, you're actually going to get 25 parts per day. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but that stacks up fast. And it's really nice to have that extra parts income. Because parts are so useful to you in State of Decay 2. And they do a lot of things. You know, they make toolboxes. They make vehicle upgrade kits. They repair your weapons. I mean, there's so many things you can do with parts that it's really nice to have that extra parts income. But that in itself, I mean... Having the 25 parts per day, it's not like a game changer or anything. So that in itself doesn't, you know, make this skill on top. And then craftsmanship kind of holds it back from being an amazing skill as well, just because it's not specialized. I mean, if this is a specialized version of craftsmanship, then we'd be talking differently. But the base version of craftsmanship, all it's doing for you is giving you access to the forge, a barracks too, and it allows weapon crafting. So. It doesn't do a lot for you, really. I mean, having the Barracks 2 is probably the most useful part out of that. Because having a Barracks 2 is sometimes needed if you're in a bad situation for your population's beds. So that's why for me, Logistics is kind of middle of the road. I mean, the plus one Maxis consumable stack is very, very good and very useful. The Knowledge of Craftsmanship, it's kind of not really useful. And then 25 parts per day, it's kind of middle of the road. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's extremely useful. But it's still useful enough. So that's why to me logistics is more of a middle of the road one. Even though for my personal taste. My personal taste this has a soft spot for me. Just because this is something I actually enjoy personally. So because I enjoy this you know skill. And I like to think about things in this sense. For me this logistics skill has a soft spot in my heart. But it's, it doesn't mean that it's going to rank the top of my list. Because even though I like it a lot personally, it still doesn't make it a better skill just because I like it a lot. So it's more middle of the road, and you'll find out where in my rankings it ranks. But moving on, our last one of the 10 is Firearms Maintenance. Now, Firearms Maintenance, what this has for you is minus 50% durability loss per shot with guns, and then it also has Knowledge of Mechanics and Knowledge of Engineering. So just a refresher on those. Knowledge of Mechanics, that will give you the Workshop 3, or unlock it at least. It allows the crafting of toolboxes and box mines. And then Knowledge of Engineering, that's the Specialization of Mechanics. And this will allow you to craft advanced muzzle attachments. And it also gives you minus 33% weapon repair cost. So basically, Firearms Maintenance is the skill that helps you keep your weapons working longer. Because you're getting the extra minus 50% durability loss per shot on your guns. And then through engineering, you're getting minus 33% weapon repair cost. So basically any weapon you have, this skill makes it a little bit, you know, better for that weapon not to get damaged. Or if it does get damaged, it's going to cost you less to repair. So that's kind of the idea with this skill. And it's a decent skill. It's another one I'd rank middle of the road more. Um, I mean, my guns don't jam a ton. And when they do jam, I usually have weapon handling anyways. So if I already have weapon handling, then... I don't really need this skill as much because weapon handling will just clear the jam anyways. I mean, the, the minus 33% weapon repair cost of engineering, that is a nice feature, but it's not something that will raise this skill hugely above everything else. And the knowledge of mechanics, that is nice to have the crafting toolboxes at least too. 
So, you know, this skill has some nice benefits to it. It's just the benefits it does have aren't enough to raise this skill super high on my list. And you'll find out in a second where it ranked. All right, so now we can get down to our list. I'm just going to start at number 10 and we'll get right into it. So number 10 out of all 10 of these skills is forging. And I'm sure you kind of guessed that based on how I was talking about it earlier. We kind of broke it down already. I mean, forging doesn't do much for you. Um, it basically gives you access to making meds in your gardens and farms or, you know, boosting the yields. And then it gives you one food. So it's not really worth your time. There's not really any situation in the current state that I see forging being useful. If they improve it by adding herbalism instead of gardening, then adding herbalism to foraging, that makes it useful in some situations. But the current state of what the skill is, it's not really useful to you. Number nine is infrastructure. And that's kind of the same boat. I mean, infrastructure is a little bit better than foraging, but not much. This will give you one field per day. And it gives you knowledge of the utilities. The only reason this is a little bit better than foraging is because hydroponics is such an important building. And it's so important to have hydroponics that just the fact that this skill allows you to unlock hydroponics if you didn't have it unlocked already, that kind of pushed it a little bit higher for me. Other than that, it's pretty much the same thing. But number eight is fortifications. I mean, fortifications, it doesn't do a ton for you, really. And that's kind of why it's sitting here at number eight. I mean, it gives you materials per day. It gives you knowledge of craftsmanship, knowledge of construction. But I mean, honestly, out of all of that, like the best thing you're getting out of all of this is unlocking the heavy duty storage. And that's really it. And the heavy duty storage isn't even the best storage, in my opinion. The best storage to have is the fire safe storage. So if you break it down like that, it's giving the best thing it's giving you is a storage option that isn't even the best storage option in the first place. So that's kind of why it ranks number eight, because while this skill isn't horrible, it's not, you know, it's not like foraging levels bad. Foraging, honestly, foraging is just pretty bad. But fortifications isn't that bad. It's just it doesn't do a ton for you to really warrant using as often. Moving on, number seven. I'm sorry, Jeffrey, it is gut packing. And gut packing, I already broke it down. I already said, you know, why it's ranked lower for me. I still think seven is pretty generous for it based on how I broke it down. And the reason why it's still number seven is because if you do have a large community of 10, 11, or 12 people, then in those larger communities, it does have some decent use to it. I mean, it's basically like a free fishing book that has a tiny benefit besides fishing. So that's kind of what it is for those larger communities, but... If you have a small community, don't use gut packing because with a small community, it's not going to do a lot for you. I mean, it almost hurts you than helps you. So, you know, gut packing is all the way down to number seven just because it, it has that duality to it where in one situation, it's somewhat useful, but in the other situation, it's kind of a detriment to have it. So, you know, if you have a big community, try it out. If you have a small community... You can still try it out. It's just you're better off having outposts, which is sad to say that you're better off having outposts. But the way the math works out, that's how it is. And I really hope that at some point they change this to minus 33% food consumed overall. Because if it's minus 33%, then this skill becomes useful. So I really hope it changes that. 
All right, number six, it pains me, but it's logistics. And logistics is a soft spot for me, but just because I like it on a personal level doesn't mean I can rank it higher just because. Even though I love this skill on a personal level, logistics has to sit at number six. And the reason why is because besides that max consumable stack, it's not offering you a lot that's really groundbreaking. The plus 25 parts per day is nice, but it's not amazing. And the knowledge of craftsmanship, that's kind of, you know, eh, eh whatever. You know, it, it doesn't really do anything, you know, special for you. So that's why logistics makes it at number six. I mean, the consumable stack is enough to keep it higher because that, that is something that's extremely useful. But the other things aren't as useful. So that's kind of why it middles out at number six. Number five, we have firearms maintenance, which we just talked about. And reason that's at number five is it's more middle of the road, which, you know, five is exactly middle of the road. And the reason why it's a little bit higher than logistics for me is it, it keeps your weapons being usable longer. So to me, being able to keep your weapons in use longer is better than having 25 parts per day because having just the 25 parts per day that logistics gives you, that's not going to do as much as keeping your guns in better shape with the durability loss or costing you less to repair your weapons so basically to me i mean you're saving a lot more than 25 parts by using firearms maintenance so that's kind of where my you know through line is there where i'm thinking with that because firearms maintenance you're saving more parts than you gain with logistics and that's kind of why it ranks higher all right number four we have combat medicine combat medicine has that plus one max consumable stack it also has medicine knowledge and surgery knowledge so this one, just because of the max consumable stack, that helps it rank higher for me because that is very important. And I kind of outline why. I mean, having the five bandages instead of three, that's really useful to you in the long run. On top of that, I mean, the 20 max health is nice. Just I can't rank it higher than four because it doesn't do a ton for you that's going to change the game in a positive way. I mean... It keeps things easier for you and, you know, it does offer some help, but the three skills above this, you know, really change the game in a more dynamic way than combat medicine does. So that's why for me it has to be number four because the three above it, they do a lot more to change the game, I think. So number three, that makes number three mobile operations. And when I was talking through it, I already kind of said, you know, some of the reasons it's great. I mean, if it stacks like I think it does, then you get that plus 50% fuel efficiency stacking with a 25% fuel efficiency from auto mechanics. So you really get plus 75% fuel efficiency, which if that is true that it stacks like that, that's crazy. And that is such a huge bonus to have that stack because plus 75% fuel efficiency, I mean, that with the one fuel you get per day, you're basically set for any drive you want. I mean, you could literally drive around the outside of the map and still make it back to base probably. And that's what's great about it is it's going to save you so much gas and in turn save you so much fuel. And then whatever fuel you do use, that's going to be replaced by plus one fuel per day. Not to mention, I mean, you can make the auto shop and in the auto shop, you can upgrade your cars. So all around mobile operations is just a great skill and it's one that you want to strive for. It's one that you want to keep if you get it. Because mobile operations does a lot to help your community. All right, number two. There's only two left. 
So it's kind of, you know, obvious what number one will be after I say this, but but number two to me is demolitions. Now demolitions in on the surface it might seem like it's hard to rank that one above mo- mobile operations after I've said all I said about mobile operations. But that plus one max consumable stack, that's something mobile operations doesn't have. And to me, that plus one max consumable stacks, that kind of pushes demolitions over the edge for me because that max consumable stack is going to be a lot more beneficial to you than having fuel efficiency. You know, you can have all the fuel efficiency we want, but if you're getting hit by a horde of zombies, fuel efficiency doesn't help you. What helps you is having more bandages, more painkillers, more snacks. And demolitions allows you to do that because it offers you a greater consumable stack than you normally have. But on top of that, it gives you munitions, which gives you the best storage in the game, in my opinion, the fire safe storage. So, And then also gives you plus three max ammo storage. It allows you to make stills, which stills are amazing for a trader leader. And then on top of all that, if that wasn't enough, it gives you plus 25% parts from salvage weapons. So to me, it's kind of a no-brainer to put this above mobile operations just because it, it does so much for you on top of having that consumable stack. And that consumable stack is very important. So, you know, Demolitions does so much for you, and it's a really amazing skill. But of course, you all guessed it by now. That does mean, yes, I ranked hack number one. And, you know, that, that's probably what a lot of people rank number one. Um, I don't normally have the same, you know, number one as a lot of other people would have. But I mean, I evaluated everything, and after evaluating everything, you know, in depth, I honestly think hacking is still the best one, because you have to put a super high value in having outpost. Having an extra outpost has such a high value that it's really hard for the other skills to overcome that. So having seven outposts, because basically it's going to give you access to the seventh outpost, having seven outposts is really huge, because that final outpost that's just gravy. I mean, with six outposts, you can basically do anything you want anyways. Having a seventh is gravy. So now if you want extra ammo, sure, add an ammo outpost. Now if you want, you know, even more food than you already have, go for it. So this offers you so many options to actually have hacking. And then on top of that, it has the minus 50% radio cooldown. So that's just a, a really nice piece of gravy too, because having those cooldowns happen faster that can be really useful in a jam. I mean, say you use the cooldown to, um, or say you use the special radio command to drop a salvage vehicle next to you. Well, if you get into trouble and that vehicle breaks, you know, very suddenly, then you can't call in another one right away. You have to wait for the timer to go down. So having this minus 15% radio cooldown, that's going to help you out a lot more in sticky situations. Because in those bad situations, you're going to have more of a chance to come out of it and then regroup. But yeah, hacking is just honestly awesome. And I love hacking. And I think, you know, most of the people out there do as well. And I think hacking definitely deserves number one. So hopefully you all agree. But I think hacking definitely deserves this top spot. That being said, we'll go down the list one more time. Number one, we have hacking. Number two, demolitions. Number three, mobile operations. Number four, combat medicine. Number five, firearms maintenance. Number six, logistics. Number seven, gut packing. Number eight, fortifications. Number nine, infrastructure. And then last on our list, number 10 is foraging. 
and that's it. That's our 10 red talent skills. And, you know, that's all the information that we have on them. And hopefully everyone found this helpful. I mean, I tried to break down everything that was available with these skills and I tried to analyze it as best as I could to find out which ones are best for the community. So, you know, if you agree, if you don't agree, let me know that. I mean, I'd be happy to hear from anyone. If you want to contact me and tell me, you know, why my order is wrong or if you think my order is right, just uh, you can email me, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me on Twitter or Xbox Live. My gamer tag and Twitter handle is the same thing. It's Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-N-C-E. And then you can also join my Discord. You know, join my Discord. We'll have an in-depth conversation about it if you want. My Discord link will be in the show notes, so just check that out. And real quick to re-mention a couple of our news items from the top. Our next stream is going to be Tuesday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Our next podcast is going to be on Wednesday. That will be about Forza Horizon 4. And, you know, stay tuned because next week I think I can probably announce more about the next State of Decay community event that's coming. There is another State of Decay community event that's coming. Just um, next week is when I think I can announce it all. So we'll see how the planning goes, but planning is going well so far. And hopefully I can let everyone know about it soon. But if you want to leave feedback for the podcast, that is very much appreciated. And it really helps us grow. So, you know, please leave us feedback on whatever podcast app you're using. If you aren't sure what podcast apps you can use, some of the ones you can use are Google Play, Google Podcast, Acast, Blueberry, Stitcher, Radio Public, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, of course. And honestly, there's many other ones too. Podbean's one of them. So there's many other directories we're found in. So just check around for your favorite directory. If anyone's on Android, I do recommend the app called Podcast Addict. That's Podcast A-D-D-I-C-T. That's the app that I use on my phone, and it's a very easy app to use. So that's what I would recommend using if you're on Android. Or use Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts, you know, that's a great app as well, and they just came around to the podcasting scene. So either one of those apps are what I recommend for Android. Obviously, if you have Apple, you're probably using iTunes, so that's, you know, very helpful as well to use iTunes. But that being said, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. It was a lot of fun making it, honestly, and I really love doing these episodes for you all, and I really appreciate everyone listening. So, you know, thank you everyone for listening. It it really means a lot. As always, thank you so much for listening to The Blaze Experience. (laughs) 